Welcome to the Disruptor Network Podcast. Welcome back to the Disruptor Network Podcast. We have a great guest today and somebody who I have a, a huge interest in talking to, to, he, to hear his just what he, he went through in life and what his perspective is now. And William Branham, Branham is a former U.S. Navy SEAL with 26 years of service in, in the SEALs. 26 years. He was in the military for 26 years. Um, and he's also the founder of NW Recovery. So William, after serving in the Navy SEALs on a million different missions and and going through everything he kind of went through, he founded a company called Naked Warrior Recovery. It's a CBD company focused on the recovery of veterans and first responders. So all the PSDD they were dealing with afterwards, all the the, the results of, of combat or a traumatic experience, he's now addressing with a CBD company. It's an amazing story. He retired in 2018, and after realizing that maybe he was having some issues, he's now trying to help others. So let's get to it. William Branham, I'm really, really excited to talk to him. Welcome back to the Disruptors Network Podcast, and I have a really awesome guest today, and I'm excited to speak to William. William, I gave you a really good introduction, but I don't know if I'm doing a lot of it justice, but I, what I wanted to say to you first is thank you for your service of 26 years. Um, thank you for all the time you've put in, and I'm really, really excited to get talking to you. Yeah, thank you, for sure. I'm um, pretty stoked myself. So, so you, you know, and doing some research on your story, and I think it's really easy to hear somebody who was a Navy SEAL and you were in the military for 26 years to go one way. But what I found most interesting at the beginning of it was, you know, at, you didn't grow up as an athlete. You know, your, your dad wouldn't let you play sports. And, you know, you, you went to a, a field in the military that's very, very physically, mentally, but also very physically demanding. How did you have the self-confidence physically to kind of go tackle that when you didn't really have a background in anything that was really preparing you for it? I think some of it was just ignorance. <laughs> I know that I know that some of my mindset was like, how hard can it be? It's, you know, I want to go do that, all that stuff. How hard can it be? It's like, I found out real quick. It was pretty hard. Did, did you, did you feel like once you started doing that, you had some special physical abilities that you didn't know about before you tapped into? Um, I found out, I don't know if that, I don't, I don't know about that, but I, I definitely found out that, uh, I, I can push my body a lot further than what I, what I thought I could only because, you know, I'm like, you know, we're, we're running or we're doing whatever we're doing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to stop and like slow down. And like, you know, my stomach hurts or my legs hurt or I'm tired and, you know, stopping was not an option. So I just kept going or I had to just push through the pain and all of a sudden I feel really good. And, and yeah. <laughs> you know, all this, all this pain, I'm like, really, I, I almost stopped for no reason, apparently. So you know, you learn a lot of stuff about your, about your body that you're not going to learn if you don't have the discipline to like push through stuff like that, or you have someone yelling at you to, uh, to, to get it done. Do, do you think that, because I'm sure when you got into your first hell week and, 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 and camp that there were some people who went there that who, cause I've read a million books about the seals and all this other stuff. And there's always sure. some guys who are either all American athletes or their top level, this or top level that did you, did you find out really quickly at how important the mental portion of the training was or what your mental capacity was at that point? Yeah, I think, I don't think I even considered like, I don't think I understood or could conceptualize really what that meant back then. I was just like, this is all I want to do. And if I'm going to, um, if I'm going if if to become a Navy SEAL, then I just have to go through it. And I was actually having fun, no matter how much it sucked. But it, I was always shocked at the people that quit. You know, there were just these, like, they look like, you know, they're 
Greek gods out there and everything, they did everything just effortless, like run and swim and the obstacle course. And they were great leaders, you know, like as you know, in the boat crews and, you know, they just seemed to have everything together and it all just seemed super effortless for them. And I'm like suffering and struggling the whole time. I'm like, Oh my God, this is hard. Yeah. And, uh, and then all of a sudden they were gone and I was like, what happened to them? Where'd they go? Did they some, did they get hurt? They have a, like a medical appointment or something? They're like, no, they quit. Like, why? <laughs> it was so easy for them. I'm like, you know, struggling over here. And they're like, and they, and they quit because for a couple of reasons, either the water was too cold or they didn't like being told that they weren't good enough because in SEAL training, you fail like every day, multiple times a day. It doesn't matter like how awesome you are. You're there's a team you're there. They're there to like, see what you really have. And if you have like some special gifts, they're going to see just how special those gifts are and, and, and really push through those gifts to see if, uh, if you really, if you really have what it takes to be there, because it's great to be praised in public. Um, you know, you, you go through, uh, you know, as an athlete and you, and you do a really good job, you work hard, you do a really good job. You get praised pretty quickly. You have some, somewhat of an instant gratification, good game, good race, good, whatever. Um, but you don't get that in SEAL training. Just me making it to the end of the day was awesome. I was like, yeah. I won. <laughs> I didn't get kicked out. I didn't get hurt hey, you, anymore. You said, you said something right at the really beginning of that that I think is like really, really important that I want to highlight. You said, I had like I felt like I had no choice, that I couldn't quit. Like that wasn't an option. So and I always yeah. tell people, like, um, I try to force my back against the wall now so nobody can push me against there and tell me I can't, I, I have to do something. I try to make myself do it. Was that something that was instilled in you from your father or your background, or was it just how you are like that? You don't have a quit in you that way. You just kind of, you feel like you have to do it. You have to finish. I think that's just the way that I am. Um, I don't think anyone like really instilled that in me, but uh, it's just who I am. And it hasn't always paid off for me. Yeah. There have been times <laughs> where, Maybe I should have gotten out of what, maybe not an awesome relationship or something. Yeah. And, uh, and I just stayed in it and stayed in it and stayed in it. I'm not a quitter. We'll get through. We'll figure it out. And the, yeah, that didn't, that didn't, hasn't always, hasn't always been a good thing. I've made that mistake a million times too, right? Your stubbornness, <laughs> stubbornness and pride can be, can be a killer. Um, so um, you, you had to go through hell week three times from what I read. Well, no, no, I, I was in three different classes. I only okay. went through hell week one time. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but what, so, so but basically you started over three times in, in, in yeah. seals. Um, yeah. What is that like mentally to keep going with, you know, from, and what was the biggest difference from the first time to the last time? So the first time was not a big deal because I would had barely even started. I was sad because, you know, this is, these are the guys that I showed up to training with and I was like, Oh, that sucks, but I'm going to get, I'm going to heal up and I'm going to get right back in and I'm going to, you know, get after it. The second time was really the hardest um, because I, well, they were like, okay, you, you showed up, you've been hurt once you're hurt the second time I had like, this was in class two zero six. It was not all classes are created equal in, in buds. They're just not. There's winter classes. There's summer classes. There are just some classes that get more attention than others. Got it. Class 206 got so much more attention than any other class that I was in by, it's not even measurable. Was it just the people and in the, like in so the class? Much, was it the people that were in the well, class? Well, I think it was, well, it was the instructors. They, they just decided to give a little more attention got to it. that group of, of people. 
you know, one of them, I remember he was the proctor of the class, the previous class. And he would come out and he was like, I was the proctor of that class. Everyone told me that my class sucked. We're not going to have that with this class, this class, you're going to be awesome. And we're going to have awesome people come out of it. And so, um, they beat us relentlessly. Like it, we couldn't do anything right. Anything ever, not even a little bit. And then I got hurt. I don't even know what the problem was. Just my leg stopped working. I finally kept up on a run for the first time, like all of, all, you know, the whole time I've been there and, uh, and then I'm stretching out and the goon squad's going on over here. And uh, the goon squad is like guys that don't keep up on runs. I spent most of my time in the goon squad. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they, they make you a little stronger, make you a little faster, see if you really want to be there. And so um, I finally made it out of the goon squad. I'm like over here stretching. I think it was a Thursday. And then uh, they're like, okay, get up and hit the surf. I was like super happy. I got up and I fell down. Like my, wow. left, le my left knee just stopped working. I, we don't know what it was um still to this day and uh and so I, I hobble out to the surf zone i get wet i hobble back i go to medical the next day and they're like okay we, we recommend a medical role i go to the first you know sort of you know uh medical board guy seal and he's like i recommend we kick you out of training because clearly you didn't show up uh uh you know in good enough shape or healthy enough or whatever the deal was and so there's a story for me just getting to buds so i, I made some errors along the way which made me super critical to the Navy, like to be on these big gray things out in the water. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And it took, uh, you know, the chief of Naval operations, who's the most senior guy in the Navy to come to my ship in Yokosuka, Japan and say that I, it was okay. And I asked him, I'm like, Hey, I joined the Navy to become a Navy SEAL. What, what do you think? And he was like, okay, you'll be in the first class after your PRD, even though the school that you have when you first join the Navy makes you too critical to really go. Uh, I'm going to allow you to go. So I went, now I'm, now I'm hurt. So I go see the second guy and I'm like telling that story. I'm like crying. I'm like, please don't kick me out. And he's like, okay, go stand outside. Uh, and I'll be right back. I was outside for like three and a half hours. He was gone at meetings and whatever. I saw my class come in from the beach. They were all like wet and sandy. And it was like, maybe like a third of the people that started. And I was like, all I want to do is be wet and sandy and cold and miserable and whatever right now. That's all I want to do. So it was like super depressing, like knowing that I'm almost like potentially could get kicked out right now. Yeah. I only want, I want to be with those guys right there. And, um, and then, you know, eventually that guy, the second guy that I talked to for the board comes back. He's like, what are you doing here? I've said you, I'm like on crutches. And he, and he said, uh, he's like, what are you doing here? And I said, you told me to wait outside. He's like, go check in over there and you'll be in the next class. So I was like, awesome. So the next class, which is where I made it through hell week, uh, I'd never healed up, but I hobbled. All the way through, I passed enough runs because if you don't pass like uh, at least half of the events prior okay. to Hell Week, then they're not going to let you go to Hell Week. They're like, you just aren't working hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. So I hobbled across the finish line in enough runs to 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 be you know be able to go to Hell Week. And then throughout Hell Week, I you know my my leg started working again, but I had stress fractures on the other leg from from hobbling so much. So they they rolled me again after Hell Week which was fine because I'd made it through this major milestone of, of training. So, and um, just to backtrack a little bit on that story, because I, I did, I've heard you tell that story before as well. You didn't just ask the, the, the commanding officer uh, if you could do it. You kind of um, 
it was kind of boldly how you did it. Like you kind of did it in the middle of a, you. So, and you know, were you, did you have a plan to do that? Or did you worry that by doing that, they would, it was going to be viewed in a negative way? Or were you just like, this is my last shot to get in. I don't care. I'm going to do what I got to do. I think, again, I think it was, some of it was just a little bit of ignorance on my part, but it wasn't, it wasn't my initial idea. Like okay. we heard that he was coming to the ship and he was a, he was a common sense leader. Like he would change naval policy, like on the spot, like this is the policy that's in place. Like, and someone right. would ask him like, why do we have this? And he was like, that's stupid. The chain, make that change. Like as he's, you know, going up in, in, uh, throughout his career. And, um, and then someone said, Hey, he's a, you know, common sense guy. You should ask the CNO. And I'm like, okay. Not knowing really like yeah. the gravity of the person that I'm talking to. Like, even if the president was there, I would, I would be like, yeah, hey, Mr. <laughs> president, can I like, you know, go He's like, sure, we'll make it happen. And so the, the master chief petty officer of the Navy, who's the, you know, he's the most senior enlisted guy in the Navy. He came down after this whole like Q&A thing that they had. And uh, he was like, I tried it. It wasn't for me. Like the easy part's over. I'm like, bro, it was pretty hard just to get to this point right now. So, um, so yeah, so it was, you know, it was, it was kind of a bold ask looking back on it. But whatever, like you're not going to get anything in life if you don't uh, ask for it. Yeah, I, I, ask for it. Yeah, and, and, and all they can like, do is say no. That's and then right. I'll go to the next guy. And like you said before, ignorance sometimes is kind of bliss, right? Like I, I didn't know yeah. what the gravity of the situation, so I just did it and it worked out. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of leading into getting to the seals and what you're doing now, and I have some questions around that. But you were you were in the seals for 20 years. Uh, you know, how? Yeah, how, 23 out of my 26 years, I was in the SEAL teams. So how, how mentally healthy or unhealthy do you feel like when you got out of it? Like, do you look back on it now and, and realize that you were going through things that you just weren't paying attention to? Like, how do you look back on the mental health of all that now that you're out of it and you can reflect back on it? Yeah, so I was certainly struggling, suffering, but you don't, you know, there's a, maybe, an, uh, and maybe I'm making it up, like an unwritten rule like you don't talk about being hurt and, and maybe that starts off in in buds where you know i'm hurt i can't tell anyone about it because i might get kicked out or something you know i won't get to operate i won't get to whatever i'll lose this leadership position that i'm in and so i was in like physically injured and then i was in like like i said like maybe it's not some, some not so awesome relationships and so that was that was weighing down on me um there's, you know, occupational hazards through, through the job that I did. And so there's some, some baggage that comes with that as well. Course, and, yeah. uh, and, and, and so, I, you know, at some point I was like you know, all this noise in my head. And, and so I just turned to alcohol because that was the easy button to like dole out the noise that I had so that I could go to sleep at night. And, uh, but you don't work so awesome the next day. Like your performance is, is pretty sub substandard subpar and so um and so as i you know retired from the from the military it wasn't because i wanted to retire it was because like they're like all right your rank this this number of days it's the number of years it's time to go and i was like oh, oh my god so there next? was a little bit of depression there as well you know because i'd say you know i like to say that that, that my my transition from the military to civilian life was the hardest military mission i've been on and i've been on one or two so it and i'm still on it and but I'm, I'm, you know, it's almost four years later and I'm, I'm finding my way and figuring my stuff out. But, you know, in the military, they, they give you a path. They give you like, Oh, here's boot camp, Here's this school. Here's that. And they, and they really hold your hand and they not hold your hand, but there's a path. There's a clear path. You're on accountable what to do. every day to something. Right. 
and, and, and they're telling you how to do it because other people have done it. On the back end of it, no one is telling you what to do, where to go, how to do it, you know, maintain that discipline or whatever it is. And so, you know, in the, when I was in the SEAL teams, I had a badass mission, I had a badass purpose, and I had a badass team. The day that that ended, it was like everything was gone. It was like the movie, The Avengers, where Thanos like snaps his fingers and half the world's population goes away. Yeah. I was, it was just like that. And I was, was like, over. What, the, yeah. what the hell's going on? What do I do? How do I do it? And so, um, so I, I struggled. I struggled quite a bit um, for a good long time. I started a company. We, I still did you know, well over six figures uh, in the first year, but I wasn't happy. Um, and I, and I, and I wasn't, I didn't know how to do this thing called grinding, uh, in the civilian world. I was kind of like, if I build it, they will come and no one was coming. I was just like, I'm like, Oh my God, how do I, what do I, and, and then people wanted me to like sell their widget that, that their widget sucked because I called myself a consultant. They're like, we don't trust you. You can go sell our stuff and, and maybe we'll pay you a commission. I'm like, bro, that's not how this works. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And so it took me a long time to kind of find my way. And, and eventually I found this, you know, this molecule called CBD. Um, it helped turn down the noise in my head. It was, you know, and I didn't notice anything right away when I was taking it. But what I noticed over time is I like to say water boils at 212 degrees. I was certainly living my life at 210 degrees. And over that, probably that first month, someone gave me a bottle of CBD. I went from like 210 to 205 to 200 to 195 to 190, maybe 185. And I just got out of that red zone and got into like much more of an orange zone or maybe a, a bright yellow zone. I don't think I really hit yellow, but I noticed that the pains in my body were less the, uh, and, and I was, you know, it took me longer to like, to, to, to hit that, that boiling point to really like trip out. And so I stopped taking it because I ran out. And then I noticed I was getting closer to that, that boiling point again. So I tried a different brand and, uh, and if it, and it, it also had a, a very positive impact on my life. And so I was, I'm like, I want to be part of this industry, whatever this industry is, CBD, I don't really understand it, but I want to be a part of it. I met someone in the CBD industry at a business conference. And she was like, you want to do A to B, B to B or B to C. I'm like, um, I don't, and I don't know what that means. I want to do C B D. And she was like, okay, start your own CBD company. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And she leaned in and she said, you are a Navy seal. Yeah, you can yeah. figure it out. <laughs> figure, I was like, may, <laughs> may I please have my man card back? please?" <laughs> and so she gave me my man card back. I put it back in my pocket and, 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 and off I went. And so eventually I started, you know, uh, Naked Warrior Recovery, which our initial mission was just to provide the highest quality CBD, you know, in the market. And then, you know, after we kind of got up and running and uh, there are other people who have high quality CBD, there's a lot of trash out there in the market still, but, you know, other people are premium quality air quotes here of CBD. And so like, when like, what's my next mission? What's the next, my next purpose? Um, and that was, you know, I looked at the statistics that, that, you know, of, from where I came from as a veteran, the VA says that, you know, 22 veterans take their lives every single day. So we've lost more veterans to suicide than we have in 20 years of sustained combat in two theaters of war. That's crazy. And then to make it even more personal is my dad is one of those 22. My dad took his own life. And so that's our mission at Naked Warrior Recovery is to eliminate veteran suicide. And someone asked me once upon a time, like, hey, what, you know, what would be success for you? I was like, if we can take 22 to 21, that would be awesome. 20 to, you know, 22 to, you know, 22 to zero is, is the goal. But if we can, whatever we can do to eliminate that. And so for, for, for us, CBD is a modality. And then the other side of it is that you have to change your mindset. You have to change the way that you think about things. And I, I understand that we're not going to get to everyone, but I, 
you know, I had to look at myself, what I have done, you know, in the last 26 years. And, and so I, I, you know, I've, I've created, uh, you know, different mindsets. I've created different, uh, programs. I've created different things to, uh, help other people change the way that they think so that they can just be better in life. Yeah. It's amazing. So it's an amazing story over it's, and I love your mission. I love that you kind of have a higher purpose. You, you have a higher purpose that you're really attached to. So I, I got to think that that's, it's easy to get inspired to get up and work every single day now, which probably gives you a little bit more mental clarity too, because you have, you really have a purpose every single day. Like right. something you try to do, it's not just profit. It's like, there's something else behind it. Do yeah. you think that um, as CBD becomes more legalized and more common and, and all that stuff. And, and what you said is really powerful to me. You've lost more people from suicide than we have from combat. Do you think that soldiers need it during during their service oh i think i think 100 i mean i would even even look at you know the the thc side of it it's still federally illegal but i would still look at that and i've never used thc but i have seen people that have and how it's you know affected them in a positive way it's not good for everyone um i know people who have tried tried thc and they like they have really bad reactions to it i'm like clearly it's not for you cbd no one has any bad there's been zero uh and i look for it all the time, any negative reactions to CBD. Um, but, uh, you know, even on the, you know, just reducing stress and anxiety and helping people sleep and some different kinds of pain and chronic pain and inflammation, CBD helps with that. But I think, you know, right now, al- alcohol is legal. I still have alcohol. Um, but so many people turn to it like it's acceptable in society. How many people have get into bar fights, you know, they get <laughs> hammered, like, like, yeah, no yeah. one gets into a fight after they have, you know, See, THC. Yeah. No, like, you're hundred percent <laughs> right. I, I think for, I stopped drinking uh, like seven or eight years ago at this point now, not because of anything, except it just really didn't agree with my body. Right. Like I just, it was bothering yeah. me. I'd wake up the next day and feel like crap. So I just stopped to cut it out. But I can't tell you that the, the, the most questions I'll ever get is from somebody is when I refuse a drink. No, sorry, I don't. Yeah. I don't drink, right? And and it's like, what do you mean you don't drink? And I can have a, it, but it's the only thing like like that in life. And you're right; it's more destructive than than, than CBD yes. or THC has ever been. So, so yeah, I I don't really get. I kind of get it, but I don't get it. I'm sure we can get to a, a go down a complete rabbit hole in this if we wanted to. But um, so do do you think that it's a possibility of that ever happening and then legalizing it where you can get more? Some of these soldiers can start using CBD, or they use it to treat soldiers that are in combat. I think I think over time it will happen i mean the the legislation that happened for uh for thc to be illegal was very quick but it was racially based and it was you know it was a it was an agricultural product but you could you know extract you know uh you know um marijuana from marijuana marijuana and hemp are really the same plant but the difference between hemp and marijuana is hemp has 0.3 percent or less thc in the dried weight of the plant. But if you have the two plants growing next to one another, unless you know what it, you're looking at, you're not, you can't tell the difference. No one can. Um, and so, you know, so, so it was like very racially based. And I think it was like a hundred percent vote across the board. And that was a hundred years ago, but uh, it was used as medicine for 2000 years prior Before to that. that. Yes, correct. Yes, so I think, <laughs> I think there's, there is, it, it, it will come back eventually. And I, and I know lots of, like I said, lots of veterans, I know lots of first responders that use THC very uh, medicinally to like, just t- turn that noise down to like, okay, I need to sleep. And so, you know, it'll help, it'll help them get a little better sleep. And so uh, I, I think it will. I, I know that legislation has gone in 
to uh, into the Congress to uh, to legalize it. I'm like, legalize it and tax it. I don't care. Like, but like it can help so many people outside of like opposed to alcohol, which is like, you know, so there's, there are commercials on TV about alcohol. And, you know, um, I, I think it's, I think that it, you know, look at Colorado, for example, they're like, open it up and tax it. And like, everything is great. So why, why can't we just do that for, for everything? Yeah. I mean, I mean, cigarettes are FDA certified so crazy oh like like that's that's let's do a little more work over here yeah (laughs) stop hitting the easy button no now so what do you what can you do what are you doing now besides preaching this i mean you said like the hardest transition for you was you learned all these leadership skills and you obviously have a lot of substance when it comes to leading right because you're you're doing this for 23 years you're not a seal for 23 years if you don't know what you're doing right so what are you doing now um outside of the cbd stuff to, to help people understand the mindset that it took to get you there and and how you transitioned and how you're using that to kind of succeed in business at this point yeah so now i i, I like to share what i like to call the, the get naked mindset and so um like i said when i when i once i finally turned down the noise in my head and i got control of that all of those thoughts i look back on my time in 26 years and what have i done and how can i help improve my own self uh and so now i what i do is i get on stages and i and i speak to and go to companies and and speak about the get naked mindset it's like i call it five secrets to think like a navy seal um and uh and and i've also opened up a a coaching program where i do one-on-one coaching where i help leaders who want to lead their team like a seal team you know i help them develop leadership skills um you want to teach your you know help turn your employees into team players because a team is going to be more effective than a bunch of employees because employees they just go in and like they hit the clock and they're out um team will help one another a team will you know you have each other's back you know we like when we do close quarters combat and i go into a room if i go left i know that you're going to go right it doesn't matter like what we're doing and how we're doing it i know that my teammate has my back and so helping turn employees into teams is is incredibly valuable for any organization to be you know to be successful so you know, I have Naked Warrior Recovery, but I also have Five Seal Secrets where we go in. I do one-on-one coaching, and I also do coaching for for organizations. That's awesome, man. That's really, really, it's really valuable. To, do you, do you kind of go back, uh, whether it's in business or your training or whatever it was? Like, I like to do this sometimes, and and what I've done is not as extreme as what you've done, but I'd like to go back and say it's it's never going to be harder than that. It's never going to be more dangerous than that. It's never going to be scarier than that. Like, you've got to have a lot of moments like that. Do you go back to that within business sometimes and be like? This is bad, but it can't be worse than that was. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I actually look at it a little bit differently. I, I expect the worst to, to happen. I'm like, awesome that I had that. Awesome that I had failure. Awesome that I had whatever, you know, these experiences. But it's, you know, what's, what's that? And then how do I solve this new problem? How's it, how do I climb this new mountain? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, and, and from, let's say, year one as a SEAL to year 20, right? Were there some things that happened the first few times you're like, this is nuts. I have no idea what's going on. To when, when you get experience with it, like these crazy things are happening around you, and you're just like, "Yeah, like this. You, you, we do this, this, and this, and it, it's going to be fine, no matter how." Yeah. Off brand the mission goes, right? Now it, it didn't go to plan. It went completely left. But I, I know that if I do these three things, I can get back to. Was, was there a lot of that in your training and in your mental training at this point? You know, I yeah, it, in in SEAL training and buds. You know, I always knew that it didn't matter how much it sucked this evolution is going to end. Like we're locked arms. We're out there jackhammering in the ocean. I'm like, we're facing the beach, lay, lay our head on the sand. And like the sand, the, 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 
beach break comes up and it picks up that silt and it like shoves it up your nose and down your throat. And I'm like dry heaving or whatever, <laughs> and, you know, dr- shivering uncontrollably. I'm like, this is still going to end. I'm going to in an hour, I'm going to be in a hot shower and, you know, back in my bed. Um, but in, in combat, you know, we would go out for like a few hours and then we all of a sudden we're still out there like three weeks later, like, Hey, can you send us some food? Can you send like, Oh, and so it's great to, to like get into like really terrible positions and so that you can learn those lessons and have failures and, um, be able to kind of what you said, like go back on like, Hey, this was really terrible. Like we have the lessons learned. We know that we can make it through something like that. We can make it through pretty much anything. Yeah, that's, but that's... you you may have to go up and touch that you know that that point of pain, and even maybe even step across that point of pain, and that's your next you know your next next sort of uh, threshold, your next baseline what, what of terribleness. Is, so what's up with that? Is you said something earlier where you went to this conference, you're like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Like you know, it was almost yeah. like in your brain, like I, I'm, I'm, but you did all these things that were almost superhuman. And then something that to most people would seem like, all right, I guess I could try to do this. Like to you, so I think it's great to see the contrast to that, right? Because I'm sure after you did that, then you're just like, all right, you know what? She's right. I'm, I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm just going to apply the same principles to, to business as I applied to something else. And yeah. if I just go through my processes, I can, do, I mean, do you get to a point now where you, not that you feel super, but you feel like, Hey, there's nothing I really can't do. I just have to apply myself. Yeah. That's hundred percent where I am now. I, you know, and, and before, like I said, like ignorance is bliss. Like yeah. I like, how hard can it be? I, yeah. when I have those self doubts, it's like, I don't know how to do that. When I have like, well, let's just figure it out. It's a completely different, it's a, it's a different, it's a shift in mindset. And you're just like, okay, who do I need to ask? Who knows how to do this so I can do it? Maybe I need to pay money. Maybe I need to like do trade favors. Like, do, do you want CBD? I got a whole bunch over here. I can, <laughs> you know, we can maybe barter or something, or I can come in and train your company, your organization or whatever in, in different skill sets, or we can figure this out. And that's really, I think what we, we, we miss a lot in, in, in life, in, in society, because we're, you know, we're pretty reliant on technology nowadays. And I'm a, I'm an idiot when it comes to technology, I can kind of figure it out. That's why I have an iPhone and a Mac because they it's talk easy. to one another and yeah, it's like it's easy. easy. <laughs> it's for dumb people. It's great. It's great for me. Uh, but we can like, but I had to figure that out also. Yeah. I, like my first son was clearly not an iPhone. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not being afraid to fail. It's, it's accepting failure. It's creating small victories. It's, you know, it's, it's things like that. And like, just, to, to move the needle forward every single day. Like I, I have a plan, I have a goal. I'm going to, you know, create small victories in order to get to that goal. And, you know, sometimes it's like, whatever, I got something like a whole big to, list of to do's. A lot of people say, go out there and attack that biggest goal of the day. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what can I do? What on my list is takes two minutes or less. And I'll like knock out every one of those things. And all of a sudden my to do list, like now it, yeah, yeah exactly. I got some momentum. I did. I, I, you know, I warmed up like I'm going to go work out real hard. Uh, you know, I don't just like throw, you know, 315 on the bar and, and like get after it. I put like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you built up to it. That's, I yeah. And, and so I, you know, maybe do jump some rope or whatever. I'm, 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 I'm doing my old man warm up over here. And then I'm like progressively getting harder. And so I find that for me is a much better uh, way to attack your goals or, you know, get to that next level of whatever you're trying to do is I, I have to do like the little things I have to warm up and get my brain working and then, and then get after the hard things. That's cool. That's really cool. 
so you know, I know we kind of talked around it a little bit, but I wanted you to actually define it for me. What what is get naked? Like what is that as a yeah. as a as a as a mindset or 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 what what is that? Yeah, so get naked. It's it's mindset. It's about it, first off, it's about taking that ego off that we wear around. Whether we're you know, and I I look at ego to be like it, there's two kinds of ego. There's good ego that kind of like pushes you to the next level, and there's the bad ego that you're like you're kind of like I'm not going to talk to that person because they were mean to me or you know whatever it is you know and we that, we don't know what other people have gone through other people you know i say that pain is cumulative if i were to tap you on the arm you know for like a little while you're like no big deal you're just tapping me on the arm if i do that for like a week you're going to have a giant bruise on your arm if i do it for a month over and over no more pressure just this constant tap it's going to like and i stop doing it just you putting your shirt on is going to create pain you're right so we've like over our lives, we end up being attacked from whatever it is out in the world. So what we end up doing is we put on this ego, we put this armor on in the SEAL teams, we put our armor on to go into harm's way. We sometimes it's really good that we had it on. And then we come back, we take our armor off, we set it, you know, hang it up, we hit the showers, we rest, we recover, we get ready for the next mission. Life doesn't allow us to do that life. Sometimes, you know, we just continue to be like, attacked whether it's again media we got this you know phones that we carry around all the time and we're just kind of glued to it and 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 we can get sucked into these you know sort of black holes of of like what was me and and being you know physically mentally attacked or maybe you were physically attacked you had like you know you were you were picked on as a kid or something so what get naked is all about it's about taking that ego off taking that armor taking that baggage that we're carrying around taking it off instead of getting in the corner becoming vulnerable exposing ourselves so that we can find the actual healing that we need so that would be step number one and then i turned naked into an acronym and i've kind of spoken to it a little bit so now that we're we've taken that ego off and we can kind of do a little self-reflecting and become the the actual person that we're born to be you know the most authentic version of ourself i turn naked into an acronym and so the acronym the end for naked is stands for never quit i don't mean never quit smoking or drinking or anything like that I mean, never quit on yourself, never quit on those goals that you have in your life. If you've made the conscious effort to do those goals, then you take it all the way to the end, whatever the end looks like. And that's when I talk about, you know, create small victories, do those little warmups, you know, chop that giant goal into like small pieces and just do one of those a day, something that you know you can accomplish, create those small victories and just, and then never quit. The A is accept failure. You know, we talked about failure a lot here. Failure has been the biggest teacher of my life. So it's okay to fail, fail forward, fail often, fail as much as you can and learn from those failures. The more failures you have, the better, uh, the more experience you're going to have. And you're going to already know what not to do, you know, later on the A is to kill mediocrity because you, you know, again, technology awesome, but it makes us mediocre. You can hit a button on your phone and you can have ice cream delivered to your house in 30 minutes or less. You can't have that in Hawaii. We, you know, we don't have Amazon services quite like that here, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's, that ice cream will be melted. But uh, pretty much anywhere else in the United States or many places in the world, you know, technology is awesome, but it also helps us. It, it, it's, it embraces us. And then we just sort of go along with it and we, we just become mediocre and we forget what it's like to compete and how to do hard things because we're just comfortable. And so what I tell people is, in order to kill the mediocrity in your life, start to compete, compete in kindness, compete in gratitude, compete in generosity. When you start winning and competing in, in those avenues in your life, then start competing against your ego. Your ego knows everything, just exactly what to tell you, 
to make you quit on your goals for the day, to help you not work out, to get you sucked into that phone and just scroll social media. That's your ego because it's like, be comfortable. You don't need to go work out. You don't need to go do these things. You don't need, you can do that tomorrow. That's your ego talking. So when you learn to compete against your ego and win, then you will change your life and the life of the people around you. The E is expose your fear. And I look at fear to be like a vampire. A vampire, it lives in the darkness and it sucks the life out of you. And these fears that I'm talking about are not lions and tigers and bears or spiders or snakes. And I'm not cool with any of those guys either. But uh, it's the fear that lives in that dark part of your brain that you don't want to tell anyone about. Those fears, those thoughts, those stresses, those anxieties that come out when you're alone in your car driving along and they just start swirling around consuming you. You're like having an argument with yourself or the thoughts that wake you up at night or don't let you go to bed at night. Those are the thoughts. Those are the stresses. Those are the fears that I'm talking about. Expose those fears. The way you kill a vampire is you expose it to sunlight. The way you kill those fears is you expose them, whether it's to do things that make you uncomfortable. Go ahead and face those fears, face those things. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, I'm afraid of heights. Go take a rock climbing class, you know, <laughs> with, a, with a trained professional that can help you. Uh, if you're public speaking, take a public speaking class. Maybe you were beat up as a kid. You're bullied as a kid. You have low self-esteem. Take a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class for a year. You're, I promise you do those things over and over. You're going to, you're going to, you're exposing those fears. Every time you do that, you step on the mat, you, you, you put on those rock climbing shoes. You, you get in front of people to speak. You're going to start controlling that fear. That fear is no longer control you. One of my friends, one of my business coaches, he says that fear doesn't exist on paper. So when he has those stresses and anxieties, he's, yeah. he's in the billionaire category. Also, he's in the billionaire category and he still has these, these fears, these stresses, anxieties. And he's, what he'll do is he'll pull over at, at a Starbucks when the, the, the noise starts swirling around and he'll take a pen and a piece of paper, not his phone, not his iPad. And he'll write down every one of those thoughts that are swirling around that are consuming him. That's and awesome. he'll read them. And he's like, really, that's the thing that's controlling my happiness right now. And so he exposed those fears. Like there's something, you know, magical or something that like it goes from the brain to the hand out the pen. And once you expose those fears, you control the fears. The fears will no longer control you. And the D is to do the work. So it's never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears and do the work. And that's when I say awesome. do the work, I mean, you know, it's just what we were talking about earlier today. You know, so what that you did something once upon a time when I showed up to the teams from buds, I was like, I was like, I've, completed the hardest military training in the world. Everything's going to be easier, easy after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't I, have been more wrong. Every one of us <laughs> does something like that. We like hit this pinnacle, like, oh my God, like we have it in hell week. You get through hell week and then you have a little bit of post hell week depression, you know, postpartum depression, post whatever depression. Like I hit this pinnacle in my life and now, now what do I do? Now oh, what? you got yeah, yeah, to yeah. keep climbing that mountain. Like there's a mountain right there. I climbed it. Awesome. Wait, there's another one right there. Now I have to like go back down the hill Tim Grover says it, I think, best when he says, you know, the, the, there's a bus at the end of the championship game. When you win it, you go back and you get on that bus to victory. You get on it and you go back to hell. And right, it's the same yeah. thing in life. Like, but you have to, like, know that's happening and you have to accept it, it, that and it, you have to want to do that. It's so funny you say that because um, I always tell people, like, uh, I don't celebrate victories, really. I have a hard time celebrating victories. Yeah. And it used to really upset me. I'm like, you know, I can't even... I would win a race or I would do something that was great. I would accomplish something. And uh, I would just, it would last for like an hour. And then I'd be like, all right. But, but what I realized about it is that I like the process of things yeah. so much yeah. 
that that's that's the high for me, you know. And so I need to get back as soon as it's over. It's like, all right, how I I need something to get back to the process. Like, what is yes. my next process? So you're, I think you start to learn yourself better the older you get. But I love expose the fear. I love I love what get I love that the, that you've acted and you made it. I think it's awesome, and I think it's a it's a it's a great way to kind of live life. And I love that you kind of built this whole thing around it, William. You know, I'm not going to keep you too long. So a couple of things. Where is the best place for people to? find out about Naked Warrior, to find out about uh, your training course, that your leadership course, like where's the best place for them to find all this stuff and, and contact you? I think the first thing I would do, I, was go to, I would go to the website, fivesealsecrets.com, the number okay. fivesealsecrets.com. Okay. Put your name and email in there. I will email you a, you know, a PDF that really, that, that explains in a little more detail what Get Naked is all about, what those five seal secrets are. Um, that, that we talked, and I talked real briefly on it. I, you know, I get on stage and I give this, you know, much more detailed and much more animated and many more, uh, examples. Um, but I would go there and then just like reply to that email and say, Hey, I, I, I saw you, I heard you on this podcast, you know, I'd like to, you know, talk about coaching with you and I'll send you an application and, and things like that. Okay. Um, for speaking, for coaching, for, for whatever, uh, on the CBD side of it, you know, the company is naked warrior recovery. So you can type in naked warrior recovery, all one word into your search engine, or you can type in nw-recovery.com. Um, both of them will take you there, but I, I made it nw-recovery because maybe not everyone wants to write naked in their search engine. <laughs> not sure why. Like weird. And it just happened, just popped into my head one day. But if you do, if you don't put the dash after W, then you're going to go to like Northwest Recovery, which is like alcohol rehab. That's not, that's not really <laughs> that's us. That's not you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not us. nw-recovery.com. You can probably Google me. I'm, I'm fairly Googleable. Uh, I didn't realize that, but I've done a few podcasts over. You over are the very last, Google. Uh, yeah, I got a little information <laughs> on you. Google. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. And then, so I always end in, I end all the interviews now with, with this question. Um, so I, I have a book coming out. It's called The Growth Trap, and The Growth Trap is kind of built around a concept. And the concept is, um, you know, when we're born, we kind of get bigger, we get stronger, we get faster naturally from like infancy to like 18 years old, right? It all kind of just happens automatically where we just keep improving without having to do much work to it. But we get to a point in life where if we don't work at it, we don't grow and it becomes a trap. And I've been through a million traps in my life where I got to a point, it's like, well, if I don't push hard or set a goal to get through this, it's not going to happen. And some people can do it and some people can't. So can you talk maybe about a specific trap you've run into in your life and how you got through it? Like something that stopped you, like maybe it was Bud's camp, maybe it was, but something that stopped you where it was like, oh, this isn't easy anymore. And how you kind of mentally push through it. I think, gosh, um, again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, even just my transition out of the military. Yeah, it's, that's a good one. So difficult. And, yeah. and it's not even, it's not even specific to, to, to veterans. I have, you know, a, a, a business partner on, you know, uh, for a, a, a men's, retreat organization he was a professional baseball player okay and in the minor leagues and he was like his the, the same thing like he like his career was over and that like this is all he's ever known his entire adult life this is all i've ever known entrepreneurs they will you know get out at you know six seven eight eight figures nine figures you know selling their company ten figures and they're like what do i do now and they're completely lost. Like they they lost their yeah. their, mer their their mission, their purpose, their team. Like it's gone. Like someone bought it and gave them a bunch of money, and they're like, "What what's the money good for?" Like I I had some fun, and now like I don't have a purpose anymore. So always looking for that purpose. Always 
you know, before you, what I found is if you, if you make a plan for that, even though you're super successful, make a plan for those transitions that you have in life. Because I think those life transitions, and I need to find something a little bit sexier uh, to sell that. But, no, you know, but, there's but, a, there's but, a, but, but you're right, there's though, a that, process there. Yeah. That's, and, I, and that's the whole thing about growth traps. They don't ever end, right? They, they're infinite, right. right? And you thought you would pass all that stuff and you got to a point where you had to transition and they're like, well, this is different. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to start a CBD business. I don't, so like, I, I love yeah. that. Like your whole story was that, right? Like it really was that. I but- mean, even, <laughs> even the stuff that I'm doing now where I'm coaching and speaking, never, never, ever, ever in my life have I ever had any desire to get on stage and speak or to have like one-on-one clients or do anything like that. I'm like, I'm pretty good at like running teams and I'm pretty good at ops and logistics and all this other stuff. I don't want to do any of that. All I want to do is I want to coach people. I want to get, keep, make people better, help people get better and get on stage and spread and spread the word and just like make the world a better place. That is all I want to do now. But it was like, but, and I know like, I'm like, I don't even know where the top of that mountain is. And I for sure will never find it. And that's a good thing, but it's like, you know, all these, you know, peaks and valleys, those are the, you know, those growth, growth traps that you're, you're talking about, I think. And, 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 you know, for me, it's like, I'm like, Oh, I've fight now I'm in a place where, it's like, you know, I'm in buds all over again. It's just a whole different way, yeah, you know, marketing and like customers that. and, and yeah. all that other stuff. It's, it, you know, it's, I found my mission again. It was not what I ever, Imagine, ever right. thought yeah. it would be ever not the CBD thing, not the 22 to zero thing, not the coaching and speaking thing. Like I, that's like, I just want to make the world a better place now. And, and I know that I have the tools to do it. I just have to continue to figure it out and, and keep moving forward and, and struggling and failing. And, and that's okay. And, and keep doing it. That's, that's awesome. So, you know, you are doing it. And I think that your mission is amazing. And I think that you're, you're, you're making positive changes to help people. So, so I think all this is awesome. And I really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, thank you. I'm definitely going to be looking for more of this stuff. And um, we'll have all of your uh, links to your website and the notes for the show. And uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, 100%. So before I go, could I give yeah. your, your your listeners uh, a discount code for, for any of the CBD? And, yeah, 100%. And, and we'll, that would be awesome. We'll make actually. it, we'll do a 20% discount. And, and if uh, we'll, I'll make it uh, Ralph 20, yeah. R-A-L-P-H 20 yeah, and, and, uh, for, and, for 20% off. And, and I'm going to, when I put the video up for the podcast, I'm going to tag that code and, and send it back awesome. to you guys. That would Perfect. be awesome. You're the man. Thank you again, William. I appreciate it. All right. It so thank much. you, sir. All, All right. right. Thank you.